Yeah, who the fuck pays for porn? And welcome back, everybody, to the Knuckleheads Podcast. <laughs> it's me, Jimmy, your host, here with my good buddies, Peter uh-huh. and P- Cameron. Thinking balls, I'm back, baby. And this is just going to be a little three-person episode. Oh, bring some for you tonight. Because Patrick... and two balls. Sure, a dick and, doll, dick and balls episode. I'm cool with that. Who's the balls? I definitely. I think Cameron and I are the balls. Okay, well, that's I'm a the, really fucking skinny dick. <laughs> skinny dick, big balls. That's how we roll here. Right. Yeah. Welcome back, everybody. It's been great Jimmy's having you. Logic. We love it here. We love it. Love it. Love it. Selective breeding made chimpanzee balls fucking massive and dicks. Can I have a new intro? Huge balls, tiny skinny dick. That's how we roll. Sure, why not? Fucking bring it in. It's great to be back, everybody. Cameron is visiting from his hiatus. I'm back, baby. It's great to have him. Buckle your shoes and tie your tits around your waist. We're back. I really can't overemphasize how incredible Cameron's legs are. Like, holy fucking shit, dude. I'm feeling good about him recently. You should be. Jesus. I'm losing fucking weight, and I'm starting to feel the legs not in a, like, thunder thighs and more of a thunder. Losing weight and then also growing out the beard. uh, I'm not proud of that. You should be. I feel it looks like... I'm not going to say that. I don't need to put that into the internet. Fair enough. Flex your caps for us. (laughs) See. See, You'll figure it out. The thing is... Now you got it. You won't see it from here. Yes, I will. But I can engage all the muscle. Oh, no, I can see it. Don't worry. I can see that. Dear listeners, once again, I cannot overemphasize the pure quality of Cameron's legs. I noticed legs. that the other night, and I was like, oh, hey, that's kind of neat. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Those are the legs of a man who can leg press 700 pa- pounds. 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 Right pounds. I can leg press 700 pants. 700 See, I can't do that on my left that. leg, but I can't do it on my right leg, because my right calf is still atrophied as fuck. Well, how much does 700 pants weigh? Okay, let's say average pants. pants. Well, let's say it's like a pair of like average blue jeans. Let's say they were weight what two pounds, two and a half, two and a half pounds. So that'd be two and a half times over a half ton. (laughs) Yeah, two and a half times seven. Fourteen hundred pounds. Sure, we can round. Let's say fifteen hundred for rounding sake. This is called a Fermi estimate, gentlemen. See, seven hundred pants is a lot. I don't think I can do three quarters of a ton in pants right now. (laughs) Yeah, that's a lot of pants. I get in a calculator. (laughs) The other part is like. The leverage required to balance the pants in a way that would be pressable would be scary. Yeah. I'm not sure I could balance the pants in a way that would be, like, pressable. Although, if you have an iron, we could help press them, but that's a different story. Shut up. <laughs> I knew I was back for something, and I, I realized... It's just the puns. It's nobody the Nobody else has made puns properly this entire time, and I feel a little disheartened. Alright, alright, so you were wrong. It's not three quarters. It's seven eighths. Jimmy just fucking pranced out of the room. I, I was, do not know what that was. I was trying to be quiet. I forgot. My, I was gonna look for topics, but I forgot my phone in the bathroom. Oh, fuck stepping right. out the room. <laughs> I forgot my phone in the bathroom. Goddamn it! Dude, it was incredible. <laughs> I wish I could save that image to my mind. That was hilarious. I so I do know one topic. What's that? I'll talk about it. What? I'll talk about it. No. What? No. We need at least one more. We'll do it tomorrow. So you guys know, we're filming a couple this weekend, so you'll get to hear more of me. 
because I'm here for a little bit. But tonight, it's only three of us, so we're going to hold off one of the topics that we need to have at least one more person present. Yes, we call this a teaser. Be anticipating We're just something. really just firmly teasing you. Yes. Sometimes you just got to tease the audience. It's the best way to do it. So, uh... We have a topic that we're going to talk about soon when we have more, one, at least one more person on the podcast because we'd like to hear a broad range of results. Yeah, but I do think I'm, I might have um, a couple podcasts, a couple podcasts, wow, a couple topics that we could talk about. I mean, one Daddy topic o. could be an entire podcast. So yeah. Um, oh, I actually, I don't know if we talked about this one before. Um, I want to ask you guys what you guys like to like prefer to cook the most. Like, do you have a favorite meal you like to cook? Do we talk like about specific anything? Specific food or breakfast, lunch, and dinner? No, like, just a meal that you really enjoy cooking. It can okay. be... So, so, like, the food of a meal, not, like, a specific time of day. No, it could just be a meal. Like, if you want, we could do a meal for breakfast, lunch, and dinner you like cooking most. Okay. Gives us some No, variety. I was just clarifying, like, because I really like cooking breakfast, but I have a meal oh. that's not a breakfast food that I like cooking. No, I mean, like, if you were to cook something... Like, I guess let's do it, like, what's, what do you like to cook most for breakfast, lunch, or dinner? Peter, raising your hand. Dude, I, I make the meanest breakfast sandwich you will ever have. Can confirm. And it is my favorite thing to cook, because it's way easier than it seems, it's delicious, and it is, like, always a mind-blower for the people I serve it for. I... I think that my favorite breakfast thing I would really like to cook is chicken fried steak with eggs and home fries. Oh. I love some chicken fried steak. Side of home fries is also something I enjoy. Also chicken fried chicken. Chicken so fried chicken, chicken with eggs. So fried chicken. It's, it's like a whole poultry breakfast. Chicken fried chicken with eggs and ha- home fries. Chicken fried chicken is just fried, fried chicken, chicken, right? Yeah, yeah but it's called chicken. No, no, but body. it's called chicken fried chicken. Chicken fried steak and chicken fried chicken are both two different things, and it's not fried chicken. But it's that's why it's chicken fried steak. It's, it's a hammered out like chicken breast or piece of chicken that's cooked the same way you cook a chicken fried it's steak. Fried chicken cutlet. <laughs> sure. I fucking hate this. <laughs> whatever. Fuck chicken katsu with extra steps. Well, whatever. That okay. with eggs and home fries and. I don't know, like a cup of coffee or something. My favorite oh, breakfast to make. Lovely, man. I make some mean pancakes, and I love frying eggs because it's always a fun process. I do want to add, I make a mean French toast. I love the French toast. Especially, I know how to make stuffed French toast. That is, oof. Yeah, where can you make pancakes in the morning? Um, if you've got materials, I could make I will go to the store and get whatever you need. Well, it's flour... Soda. Baking soda, baking powder, or eggs. Um, baking powder, eggs. Uh, yeah, it's baking powder, not soda. Eggs. Sorry, not grocery list podcast today. Well, we're talking. We're talking. We we're talking about pancakes, and we're talking about breakfast foods we like to make. I did want to mention my favorite non-breakfast item to make because it's such a fun process. I've made very bastardized but very fun empanadas. Ooh. Oh, you use pie crust and you make a standard empanada filling mm-hmm. by frying it in a skillet and then you put it in the pie crust. You close up the pie crust, you egg wash it if you want, you butter wash it if you yeah. want. And then you stick them in the oven and bake them. And they turn out really fucking good. That sounds amazing. Oh. Something that I do, I made with my family this last Christmas 
is we made Beep Wellington for the first time. That turned out amazing. But have you made Weef Bellington? Weef Bellington? Yes. I can't say that I have. Someone made Weef Bellington on TikTok, and it's a Beef Wellington with meat on the outside and pastry on the inside. So it's, it's an inside-out Beef Wellington. Fuck you. Did you have to just reverse the process? Yep. Oh. Fuck but you. they take bacon to do the latticing on the Wait, outside. Wait, why did they do the fucking, um, oh god, what's it called? The, the, the mushrooms. mushrooms bit. What is that called? Oh, the, yeah. Um, the ground mushroom bit, though, in Beef Wellington. It's simmered down and it turns into like a paste. It's yeah. so good. You it just was... put it on the outside of the pastry, and the pastry stays very soft. That hasn't changed soggy. its position at all. No. So it does have something in common with a Beef Wellington, so therefore it is not the perfect antithesis. I mean, really, theoretically it is, because you're pasting the layers on backwards. When it comes to the, the theoretical yield of this product, the paste is on inverted. Well, yeah, but the mushrooms are... Well, God damn, okay, that's going to bother me so much what the fuck that's called. Um, I mean, I'm sure... We all got phones. We all have phones. We yeah, have I'm looking at We're right in the now. future. We are, in a, we are in a time period where pot is legal. <sighs> everything is accessible through a brick in your pocket. Hey, that Pete was Holmes once... did a comedy bit on this, and it makes me sad. <laughs> Well, I didn't know. He did. I don't know who that is. Oh, Pete Holmes. He's the comedian that uh, who actually got me to stand up. He, I've probably he, seen Pete Holmes and just don't remember the face. On, uh, I think one? so. I think that's him. Wait, I've which always, one? he has a very specific set of facial cheeks. I don't know if that makes sense. See, I could just say cheeks because people would probably think I was talking about his ass, so I had to say facial. He has a it very just dis- a clappable ass. He has a very. <laughs> Distinguished ass. It's so his very... face. I'm talking about his face. There's only one man. The cheeks on his, his face. face. Are you sure it's not, that's what you're talking about, Peter? Yes. Weef you. Bellington. They're very iconic. We got Jeez. way off topic. No, I think I think we're far from the course. Okay, so pancakes though for Cameron. Pancakes or my empanadas. Or empanadas, which okay, also I don't know if it's the correct term for it, but I've heard it be called like Spanish tortilla, which is like. Basically a quiche without the actual, like, shell, without the pastry shell. I cannot confirm or deny that it's actually from Mexico, a recipe from Mexico, or from probably South not. America. Duxel. Mushroom Duxel. Duxel. Okay, good to know. Well, but... it's D-U-X-E-L-L-E-S, but I'm sure it's and... French, and let it be documented that I hate everything about the French language, well, and it is an irredeemable... Fucking tongue. It's Gordon Ramsay's signature dish, dish, and he always says duck cell. Like, pronounces duck and cell. Duck cell. So I'd buy it if that happened in French, too. Have you seen how they spell oiseau? The fuck's a oiseau? It's a bird, and it's O-I-S-E-A-U-X, I believe. Is oiseau? Someone yes. Someone said one of the comparable pronunciations is just weezer. <laughs> <laughs> Weezer. Oh my god, Weezer. Get out of the French language. <laughs> oh my god, that's a... Now that's a groaner. That's... Oh, fuck you. I need water. I'm a thirsty-ass bitch. Empanada sounds really good. Okay, let's... But, and then here... Jimmy, you just demolished a whole meal. I know, and I'll do it again. Are you hungry for Brown empanadas? I always have it's room. I always have room for Cameron's empanadas. Round meal, meal but round. Feeds three men. Boil in bag. <laughs> Sir. 
open and serve. <laughs> I think it would have been so much better said open and consume. What was that called again? The, it was like, um, oh, dear listeners, so what we're talking about is a, what was the name of it? It was the round, round meal. Yeah, it was called the round meal, and it was basically, it's packaged in a sphere, and it looks like mac and cheese. It's mac it's and cheese. It's like Hammer yeah. Helper went to the crack neighborhoods in Detroit. It's like, <laughs> it's Hamburger Helper that survived Reagan's war on drugs. It's like, no, 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 it's like the Chef Boy RD canned mac and cheese. But it's wrapped in saran wrap, and there's also ground beef in it. It's a hamburger helper and mac and cheese incest baby. It's, and it's in a big ball, and the instruction says, round meal feeds three men. And the instructions is to boil in bag, open, and enjoy. <laughs> and, oh, God. That is, like, the most Midwestern thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, is that just, is that only me? I feel like that's something you could just find in, like, a weird store in the Midwest. No, I'm not gonna. <laughs> I don't know if it's Midwest. I feel uh, like I could go out to Wisconsin, go to some weird grocery outlet, and find it there. Any rural town. I'm pretty sure I could go visit Nebraska and find round meal on one of the shelves. Well, I don't think it's exclusive to those regions. Well, I've never seen. Like it's gotta be in Florida. Yeah, just just because it's present everywhere doesn't mean it's not the most Midwest thing. Because like, there's concepts that are universal. But I wouldn't expect crocodiles. Oh dear, I brought home something from the store. Travel me around, deal. That was me trying to do a Wisconsin. Okay, and one Wayne. hockey player just demolishes it. So. I feel like you just ever look at a food and you know. You just know that when you eat it, it's going to give you the most horrendous shits. Oh. Like, I looked at the round meal and I immediately felt a cramping in my bowels. And I was like, no, I'm getting like. Phantom <laughs> prophetic bowel cramps. Phantom flatulence. Phantom Fuck flatulence. It off. Damn. Well, don't eat around meal, everybody. Okay, what about lunch, though? What's a good lunch meal you like sandwich. to Sandwich. Classic Reuben. Just classic. A sandwich? Okay. A Reuben, a, man. A Fuck, a I love Reuben's. Improved BLT. Improved how? Like avocado? You add some avocado. You change the lettuce for, like, uh, Romaine, or if you feel a little zesty, you switch it for some spinach. I like spinach. Also, I like. And you season the tomatoes slightly because they'll hold the flavor. I like oh, I like salt and peppering my tomatoes. tomatoes people. I, I like salt and peppering my tomatoes, especially with the avocado, because if you put tomato and then the avocado, it's a little like sharing the salt up. with it. You 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 mislabel my seasoning. We're not talking no basic fucking salt, salt and pepper. pepper. We're talking like you put some. Fucking cumin on that bitch. Okay. You, you fucking zhuzh the shit out of it. Do you know what's actually something I do like? paprika. I was going to say put paprika on the mayo. Oh, of course. That's what I, I like to do. Either that or you probably... substitute a mayo that you would put on it for a sriracha. I can get behind that. You, cumin is still an underrepresented flavor. Oh, no. Cumin's great. Like, Come as on. someone who enjoys cooking Middle Eastern food especially, there's a lot of cumin in that stuff. And it's delicious. It is. And paprika... I'm gonna say it. Overrated. No, smoked paprika I, has earned its place. But standard paprika, overrated. Well, well standard yeah, white people use it. <laughs> it's it's literally just fucking dried ground regular peppers, not like cayenne, not none, not chili, just fucking like bell pepper. Yeah, yeah. it ranks like one on the Scoville scale. Like smoked there's not a. 
Huh? Smells paprika is good. Yeah. And also, I don't use paprika for the heat. I use it for the fucking flavor. But the f- the flavor of regular paprika is just like like sad pepper with just a, a single twinge of the bell pepper like tingle you get when you have like eight bell peppers. I don't think I've ever purchased unsmoked paprika. We have uns- we have that's not we have worst. unsmoked paprika in my house back home and. I mean, I still, soups? I still like it. I, I feel like I don't think I've ever seen people like praise paprika enough to call it overrated. But I do feel like it's in a lot of things that. It oh, that's right. You with. guys come from an area that has culture. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, I'm mostly British by blood. Like, I yeah. should not enjoy hot foods. I'm a fun mix of things, and I enjoy that. I think you mistake the fact that I'm saying culture for like inherited culture. You come from an area that has other cultures that come into it. That Mine too. is, you have white people and you have, like, several Mexican people. And that's the only culture you have. And the Mexican people don't use paprika because they use fucking chilies. Yeah. Because it's smart. Because well, chilies are great. cheap and lazy. Wait, hang on. I think I, can th- I think I can defend paprika's place in one specific but important dish, and that's tomato basil soup. I feel like paprika goes pretty hard in a tomato basil soup. I haven't tried this personally, but my gut instinct says it would be good. Would you not improve it with smoked paprika? You would. Well, do I want... But it wouldn't be bad. Well, what really made that much of a difference is the difference between paprika tomato soup or slightly smoky tomato soup with paprika. I don't know if adding smoky flavor to a tomato soup makes it better. Yeah, it just makes it smoky. Yeah, I feel like that... But the tomato soup, you probably won't notice paprika in a tomato soup. You might not notice it, but it might add something well, subconscious. Also, you know? I don't want my tomato soup to soup to it like taste like a lot of things. Like it's nice to I want it to I want to mainly taste the tomato soup, but also have like hints of other things there. I want to have it's a nice flavor profile. Well, like, I like if you're having a tomato basil soup. Have a tomato basil soup that's salted and peppered. Yeah, and that's all you need. Yeah. Yeah, but I feel like paprika would add something to just salt and pepper. Yeah, it'd add the sad bell pepper note. I don't think, I think it would work with the tomato, man, I'm telling you. You know, what, you know what, tomorrow I'm going to make tomato basil soup from scratch, and I'll make a one batch with paprika and one batch without, and I will do a blind taste test on the podcast. I, I would love to see that, but for some reason, my immediate thought process was... Knowing us, we'll like the paprika one, but it'll, for some reason, just make us all shit our brains out. <laughs> Why would and it make us shit our brains out? Because sometimes flavors don't need to go together, and sometimes they have a violent result because of that. Think Cameron, having... tomatoes and bell peppers are about as close to cousins as you can get without being royalty. Oof. That was a pretty good one. That was. That was good. <laughs> but, but think of it this way. Like... Taco Bell, uh-huh. you remove the beans from it, yeah, it's a far more survivable scenario. They have paprika and Taco Bell beef. I'm not talking about fucking paprika. <laughs> I am! I'm, We're talking I'm about ex- paprika! I'm explaining the problem of having enjoyable flavors. Beans are great. <laughs> Taco foods are great. You put them together, you're gonna shit your fucking balls. You're not gonna shit because of paprika! But but sometimes no no Cameron this is irrational. If it turns out that something is enjoyable, it usually has some fucking genie style karmic result that results in you like suffering for it. You get heartburn. 
You shit your brains out. You cry. Prove it, bitch! Um, sushi. I love sushi. You can yeah, enjoy I love sushi. But if you have too many varieties of sushi, most people end up needing to vomit. Not not even just because of volume, but because of the variety of sushi causes you to just... It's like mixing too Never many experienced that in my life, I'm sorry. And I've eaten a lot, like... Well, for my, one of my buddies' uh, birthdays back in high school, his dad was a neurosurgeon, still is, and he um, took us out to sushi at this really nice sushi restaurant. And I ate six different varieties of fish in the balls of a sea urchin. Damn. Yeah. Sushi balls taste great, see, by the way. I don't think I'll be able to experience vomiting from eating too many varieties of sushi because I can't get past, like, three rolls without getting full. That's the other part, but... I ain't hork so I got kicked out of a all-you-can-eat sushi place back in my hometown. One of my buddies who came up to visit, who both of them, it was him and his brother, and I don't want to name drop just in case, but they usually, like, devour food. Like, these guys have ridiculous metabolisms. Mm -hmm. One of them is jacked, and the other one is, like, skinny jacked, or, like, toned. Mm -hmm. Um, Shredded. But, yeah, he's cut. Uh, he has the cut one has a ridiculous metabolism, especially. Yeah. But I mean, both of them do. They went, we went out to get sushi. We had the all you can eat lunch. You pay like twenty dollars, and you can have as many rolls as you want. But the only catch is that you're not allowed to take leftovers. Or uh, yeah, I don't think you're allowed to take leftovers. Um, and you're not supposed to share your sushi. Mm-hmm. But usually, like there, I was surprised at like how little they ate. When I think one of them only had like four rolls, and one maybe had like five, which I was expecting him to go, like, way harder than that, because... I paid $20 for that all-you-can-eat sushi, and I ate $180 worth of fish that day. And I would do it again. Fuck, I love sushi. Sushi's great. There was an all-you-can-eat buffet. Like, not super local to where I'm from, but, like, vaguely local. Because there's not much that's super local. Vaguely local to where I'm from, that they put up a sign that said... All you can eat means all you can eat in one meal. You don't get to stay the whole day and just keep eating. You get four hours maximum, and then we kick you out. <laughs> I mean, I think this is fair. Based. Absolutely. But to think, this must have been a somewhat regular occurrence for them to have to post a sign. Someone oh, must have come in and spent most of the day in there multiple times over for them to have to post a sign saying... We're going to kick you out. Oh, well, yeah. It's like seeing any weird sign in public. It's because someone has done something enough times that Don't they needed to make it work. the fountain hole. It's always something dumb like that. There, there's one that I saw in person that said, Don't stick your dick in the fountain hole. It didn't say it like that because it was obviously written for the, the more conservative man walking along. And it was, Please do not place genitalia inside the fountain. So, Cameron, what would you like to make for lunch? Uh, my favorite lunch is usually, it's like a BLT or something. Like, uh, I... Alright, we were talking BLT. about BLTs. Yeah. Well, I'm on a tangent for a second. Um, God, I don't... See, I am so lazy sometimes when it comes to, like, making things for lunch. Because it's always that time of day where it's like, I don't want to put in the effort right now. Like, I, I want to, like, make something quick and yeah. eat it so I can get back to working or doing whatever I have planned. So I feel like I always try to go for something easy. Like, the most I will do is, like, I made stir-fry for lunch. Yeah, lunch Lunch does have a problem with, like, 
It takes too long to make something good. Yeah. For something in the middle of the day. Yeah. Which is why, like, I one of my go-tos is just, like, a burger just on the grill. That's probably one of my go-tos. And I think that's probably what I would say is, like, either that or, like, some kind of, like, grilled sandwich on the stove. Um, I also do like a grilled cheese. It's really simple. Yeah. And it's really easy to make. You just fucking butter your bread, throw your cheese on, and you walk away for two minutes. Have you tried using mayo instead of butter? I have. Don't enjoy it as much. A lot of people like it. I, I, I don't mind it. I've tried it. I think it browns it differently in a way that I like. The one that I've heard is pretty good is you put mayo on both sides of the bread. Oh. That way it soaks into the cheese as well. Okay. I've never tried that. Um... But I'm not sure how much credence I put on that as well. But, because I don't like the mayo on the outside. So. I vouch for it. I, I, I feel like I've seen some people who, like, really are opposed to mayo. Like, I don't love it in, like, large quantities. It's It used to be something that I steered away from a lot, and I still don't use it on a lot of things. The problem is that it's such a sturdy flavor for having so little flavor to it that, like, it overwhelms mm. stuff. I think that's why I like mixing it for sauces. Is that like it's it adds a base? For fry sauce. Yeah, of course, like fry sauces yeah. and stuff like that. It's it's a good base for other oh. things. I think. Speaking of preferred fry sauce, uses relish or uses uh, dill pickle juice? Relish, relish. I like having a little bit of the. I don't know why I like having a little chunkiness. But okay, but if you it's get, fine I'd, chopped. I'd like, like to, it's I'd still like, like to clarify. Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uses sweet relish or uses dill pickle juice? Oh, because usually you won't find a dill pickle relish in most places. Am I allowed to just? Relish. Am I allowed to just dice some dill pickles myself? I mean, theoretically, you could. I'm not going to stop you from that. That is what I would do in this situation. Usually, when you're picking up a fry sauce, you'll end up with a relish or dill pickle juice. Uh, dill pickle mm-hmm. juice. I have See, to. I actually one of my favorite fry sauces is at a local place in Olympia, and it is not a pink sauce though. It's a white sauce, and it's called Goop. And it's at this place called Big Tom's, and I was like, I represent Eastside! Yeah. yeah, Big Tom's, it's great. Um, not sponsored, but I do enjoy local places. I like Big Tom's. Support your local businesses. Yeah, they're also, they're, they, they're, their pedophiles. standard fries are crinkle fries, and I appreciate that. I appreciate good for crinkle fries. Crinkle fries are like the standard... The standard local burger joint. If you could have one sauce for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh. I gotta go with tartar sauce. I'm gonna say oh, no I to this. I fucking restaurant. love tartar yeah, sauce. I don't want to have just one sauce. Though. I'm just saying though, if you had to, I'm just, I like because, I could die happy only having tartar sauce. Think about it. You've removed all pasta sauces from your equation. Uh, okay. Well, whole. Okay. Well, that's no, a that's, sauce. That, I should clarify sauce. dipping sauces. You've still removed pasta sauce because pasta sauce is what you dip mozzarella sticks in. Okay, but it's a pasta sauce. And then marinara. What's the difference between marinara and spaghetti sauce? Not much. But there's a difference. Yeah, it's not much. Well, there's got to be something. Like, one of them's a dipping sauce. Then marinara is allowed because it's the sauce not only used for dipping and not primarily used for dipping. Depends on what area of the world you're in. Yeah, also that, because... Do you count salsa as sauce? Because I dipped in salsa. Salsa technically is just a name for sauce. I mean, Spanish for sauce and Latin for salt, right? I don't remember the Latin. I know the Latin, but I don't know the Spanish. The Spanish, it's uh, it's sauce, but it has another 
colloquial flavoring to it, basically. Ah, I see. Well, I don't want to give up salsa or guac. Oh, God. What if I couldn't have guac anymore? And further on tartar sauce than guac, I got a level with you, Chief. Disgusting. Tartar sauce is just the best fucking sauce. I love like, Tartar sauce is great. Yeah. I wouldn't give up guac for tartar sauce. I, I, I couldn't. For that. Also, soy sauce. I What if I didn't dip my sushi in? I love soy sauce and soy Plus, wasabi. Do you think of curry as a sauce? Because curry? if curry is a sauce, you're, you're it's asking. It's not a that. dipping sauce. I wouldn't call curry a sauce. Well, like the meal curry, like 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 chicken curry or something. Yeah. Oh no, I wouldn't count that as a sauce. I count that as a meal. Good soup. Or I guess like is any is curry specifically like the spices and like sauces that makes up that goes like with the meat. Soup. What? It's fucking soup. It's just soup. It's soup. Thirsty again, listeners. Yeah. Um, big thirst. Big I'm thirst. Thirsty. For really, soup. really, just fucking chilling out to big thirst there, Peter. Yeah, <laughs> Peter. Such a corporate shill. Oh God. The other news. Manscaped. No. The best razor for your genitalia. Stop it. We're not sponsored. I can actually confirm that. I just bought a Manscaped. And I've had sponsor one. Sponsor us. And I literally texted my old roommate. My brother and smooth balls. Guess what I purchased? And I have to say, it's kind of nice not having a hole in my scrote. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, because we're not sponsored by them. I have nicked myself with the Manscaped 2.0. This leaves them the option to correct this for me if we do get sponsored by giving me one of their new ones. A 2.0 has nicked me before. I can confidently say that with the 4.0, I have never nicked myself. The 3.0 I've let's only not, used let's twice and found it too much. Okay. I'd like to point out, this has happened multiple times with my 2.0. And I'm aggravated each time because they've promised me no nicks or snacks. And I know that they've made better technology with the newer ones. I'd like them to prove me wrong. Yeah, my 3.0 tugs a little bit, but like it's a lot smoother than just the unguarded shears I was using. God. This sounds like I used lamb shears to shave my nutsack and ripped a <laughs> hole in it. You needed twelve <laughs> stitches and cried the whole time. What Shut you guys? The fuck you up. guys don't use medical scissors? No, I use safety scissors. That way, when I cut myself, I really fucking cut myself. Oh, oh shut the oh, fuck up! Oh, do you guys remember up, from Cameron? grade school those scissors that were patterned? Yeah, I used those. <laughs> you remember those like the zigzag? I put the Aztec pyramid yeah. design on my nutsack. <laughs> I actually use mirror on my scrotum and then I oh. get pubes tattooed on later. <laughs> There's a story of a guy who put nair on his chest to remove chest hair and got it on his nipples and his nipples scabbed over. Oh my god! <laughs> and he spent like three weeks having his nipples scabbed over and chafing because oh. it, the nair removed the top layer of skin on the nipple. And then so he what said, is that? Why is the nipple made out of hair? And he said the the most poignant problem moving forward is the fact that his nipples are never soft anymore. He's <laughs> always pointy. Oh. <laughs> All right. They're baby pink and smooth, but always rock hard. Like you can't, like, cutters. sand those things down? <laughs> nope. Yeah. That sounds like terrible. This for this gentleman. Yeah. Yeah, so whoever you are, if you're listening to this podcast for some reason, I don't know, your friend recommends it to you because you did mention a friend you talked to about it. 
if if for some reason you're listening to this, we're sorry. We're so sorry. We're so sorry. Like sincerest condolences. Like Can we start a GoFundMe. Full for sympathy. This guy's nipples? <laughs> Can we start our first charity act. GoFundMe replace this dude's nips. <laughs> well, what if he doesn't want to replace? Well, if he's fine with it. From the end of his story, it sounded like he's not also, exactly excited about the nipples. Ah. Nipple chafing. Yeah, that doesn't sound great. That sounds like a... Nope. Don't want that. Precisely. This is our first act of charity. Okay, fair enough. Fix this man's tits. Go nipple me. Cameron? Go fun nipples. What do you like to make for dinner? <laughs> <laughs> Smooth segue, Jimmy. I don't know what you're talking about. I thought that was perfect. <laughs> Recently I've been frying chicken. And it's not been bad. I've been pan frying... Like, unbreaded chicken. Okay. And it's been turning out pretty good. I've been trying a couple of different variations on my seasonings. It's yielding good results. Nice. I honestly think one of my favorite kind of chickens to go for is teriyaki chicken. Always a win. Teriyaki pork Ooh. is one of the best teriyaki. Nashville chickens. hot chicken, though. That's I good. Actually had natural. Really? So much effort. I've made it. I made a. I made a whole like spread with like Nashville hot chicken, like fried green tomatoes and all I'm that. Gonna good say stuff. my controversial food take. I like spice. I don't like stuff that's supposed to just be spicy. I don't oh, like no. Frank's Red Hot. I think it's the worst hot sauce ever. It's vinegar and pain. Tabasco isn't much better. Yeah, no. It's, I was about to say Tabasco too. Tapatio though. Shalula's my girl. She's fine. I like Tapatio. Yeah, oh. Or we got found one while we were in Arizona, and I can't remember what it was, but I remember that the bottle had a cowboy hat on the top of it, like a tiny one. And I still have the cowboy hat. <laughs> and I plan on getting a taxidermy of a rattlesnake, and I'm going to put it on There's the rattlesnake. There's a local shop here that does a garlic habanero hot sauce, and that is one of my ingredients on my breakfast sandwiches. Sorry. Fuck. Wild tangent. Cheez-It used to have a Tabasco Cheez-It variant. I remember that. Fuck off. It was very good. But, in the past few years, they've since removed the Tabasco label off them. Because apparently Tabasco and the cheesy parent company of Nabisco got into a fight over branding. Really? And so Tabasco is no longer the official flavor of the hot and spicy Cheez-Its. They are now just hot and spicy. Huh. Interesting. Are they still going to taste the same? They taste the exact same. There's no no longer Tabasco Tabasco brand. brand. Because Tabasco is basically just, like, chili and vinegar. Oh. So, like, most of the flavor is the vinegar, and then you have the spice. Yeah. So now it's just hot and spicy because they do that again. Just not in the official Tabasco blend. Huh. So, yeah. Your weird uh, cheese-it fact of the day there, fans. Do we want it? say my go-to dinner is barbecue chicken and potatoes au gratin. Ooh. Like, oh my god. So, and I'm talking, like, drumsticks, you know, like. And I'm not much of a barbecue sauce guy in my in my in fucking latest times, but a good rub and a good like seasoning on those things. Man, don't we all love a good rub? Yeah, I mean, gotta rub that. <laughs> Put it on a t-shirt. Don't you just love a good rub? But you start the potatoes and you do your chicken, but a ton of chicken's done resting and the potatoes are done cooling. It's all like ready at the same time. Oh, delicious meal. Okay, I'm. This doesn't like everything I cook for dinner, but I want to get your guys' opinion. Are you guys more of a brisket or pulled pork person for barbecue? Because I'm more of a pulled pork person. See, depends on who I'm getting it from. 
because I, I would like to bring up the uh, CGB, CGP gray scale of favored foods at a breakfast restaurant where at a low-end restaurant, pancakes, raw, no, waffles, pancakes, French toast. At a high-end restaurant, French toast, pancakes, waffles, in order from first you order to last you order. Because the high-end restaurant, French toast has su supreme highs and very terrible lows. Let's just say that it's a, it's a 9 out of 10 brisket and a 9 out of 10 pulled pork. But, again, 9 out of 10. According to you, you rated both of them. From who? Am it, I getting... This is the same person. Well, see, I've matter. never gotten brisket from a restaurant. I've always gotten it home-cooked. This is an, an individual but is cooking this. It's not at a restaurant. Yeah, I've had several people do large, large, like, personal cookouts. Yeah. Full pork, brisket, full chickens, the whole nine yards. Yeah. It is and a no hypothetical pulled pork that you have personally rated 9 out of 10, and then an equivalently just as good brisket that you have also personally rated 9 out of 10. But see, I can't do that, because I haven't had them at a, at a similar scenario. Okay. Well, so like, pick, a, uh, pick a cookout then, maybe. If you were to go to a family cookout or something, and someone... It's somebody that you know is good at barbecuing. Like, so, you know, you have good... Alright, how about this? If I'm going to a cookout that is someone I know, mm -hmm. and they make smaller batch of food, yeah, I'll usually lean towards brisket because they spend more time focused on each thing. And brisket, you need a little more focus on. Mm. If I'm going to something that's like a big cookout that they're cooking a ton of stuff for people, I'll get pulled pork because pulled pork is harder to mess up, especially in large batch because pulled pork, when you blend it together properly... You taste the best of the pulled pork instead of each individual piece of the pulled pork. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. Whereas brisket, you taste each individual piece. Because even if it's shredded brisket, you're still going to taste each of them somewhat separately. Mm -hmm. Whereas pulled pork, when done properly, you don't notice which one's the good piece and which one's the bad piece. You just mm -hmm. taste the pulled pork. Okay. Okay. See, I, I don't know why. I am just more of a pulled pork person. But I do enjoy like, good brisket. Don't get me wrong. Good barbecue foods. I feel like, like, don't get me wrong. A good brisket's fucking incredible, and a good pulled pork is also good. But like, this could just be me. Spare ribs over anything. I'm sorry. I love ribs. It could yeah. be the world's best chicken, world's best fucking brisket. I'm having the ribs. <laughs> Properly cooked up, burn ends. Burn ends okay, are yeah. cool. Fair enough. Fair yes. enough. When, when done properly, those ace out everything else on the table. You're so good. I, I will walk up and I will walk away with however many burn ends are left in the tray. And that'll be the only thing I'll have on my plate so that I can enjoy them properly. They're so They're good. They're untainted by the other meats. They're untainted by any sides. They're just them. And then I'll go back and I'll get everything else. But I'll have the burn ends just by themselves. Amen. Man, guys, we gotta do a cook. I personally go for ribs. We gotta do a cookout. I also respect the burn ends. You know what is one of my favorite things that I've seen is uh, like one of the fun uncles brings like a big old like pot. Jug of moonshine. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yes. Also, my aunt does for a lot of our family functions for barbecues. She does sweet and sour meatballs, and those things are amazing. It's different, but it's really good. Um, I guess going back to what 
I would usually make for dinner is something I enjoy, at least in the summertime a lot, is I really like cooking kebabs on the grill for dinner. I've never been good at them, but I've always enjoyed You have to cook kebabs. You cannot, to cook them properly, you cannot put the vegetables and meat on one stick. You have to cook the vegetables by themselves and the meat by itself. You have to start the meat first because Mm -hmm. the vegetables are going to cook quicker than the meat are. And a lot of people like their kebab meats cooked like almost all the way through. You'll have to teach me your uh, My favorite kind of kebabs, too, though, are kofta kebabs. So the meat that oh, I make for dinner. Oh, you made that for us. Yeah, that yeah. was delicious. So kofta kebabs are one of my favorites. You do kofta, you do bell peppers, large chunks of onion, and pineapple. It's all you need. You, you can seek salt and oil and, like, salt and pepper your vegetables if you want to. Can I do sometimes. Yeah. we got the, incredible. We can do that. Sorry. Very briefly, going back to the which one you prefer... A more broad topic than specific meats, but meatballs. Do you prefer a more sausage base or a more specific meat that's not as spiced? I gotta go say, my mom makes the best chicken meatballs on the planet. And I would choose those over anything, man. Like, oh, favorite food, easily. I'll make them for you guys sometime. Man. I tend to lean sausage meatballs because I tend to have them with pasta, and pasta kind of needs more zip to it. That's fair. So I lean towards a more sausage meatball. But I do enjoy, like, a, a ground beef or a ground unseasoned pork that's cooked with stuff so that it flavors. Oh, Rather than my God, I just remembered I need to change my breakfast answer. Man, how do I always end up just talking about food for the entirety of no, the No, this, this is the episode. It's food. It's All the right, topic well, you brought up. That, yeah, I brought up one topic at the beginning. We've been rolling with it, and I'm happy with it. I need to change my breakfast. You need to go for it, man. Scotch eggs. Don't think I've ever had the I make mean scotch eggs. It's it? a hard boil. It is literally a breakfast ball. It is a hard-boiled egg that you wrap with yeah. seasoned yeah. sausage, seasoned breakfast sausage. You roll it in flour. And then an egg, and then breadcrumbs, and you can either fry them in a, in a cast iron pan, or you bake them. We bake them. We usually put them in cast irons, uh, put them in the oven, and you bake them until they're cooked all the way through. And usually you can tell because they're sizzling, mm. and sometimes it's like crack a little bit. Um, so good. It's like having egg, sausage, and toast all in one. Mm. And they are best served with mustard. I prefer like more of a brown mustard or a darker mustard, like a Dijon or something. Mm-hmm. Or applesauce. The yeah, apple and the pork sauce. goes so well together. I'm sorry, applesauce is just a god to your food. Yeah, and I've, I've told this to people, people think it sounds really weird and almost gross, and it's like, no, the apple and the so the scotch egg works so well together, and it will always be my favorite breakfast food to make, especially because it's my grandma's recipe. You don't mess with grandma's recipe. <laughs> Come up with our episode name. Yeah? Think of what we labeled this podcast. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Well, no. A dick and balls episode. Oh, my God. Therefore, I suggest the name for this, the title for this episode. Fat Sacks. Fat Sacks? Yes. Of me? I don't know. Just Fat Sacks. Fat Sacks? I don't know. In a reference to Fat Shack. Oh. <laughs> because we've been uh. talking about food. Specifically food that's not great for you this entire what time. What are you talking about? You're right. You're right. We're talking about fine food. We've talked about some good food. We've also talked about some good food. Yeah. Some, like, real artery clogger shit. Well, a lot of it's just high protein. We talked about breakfast sandwiches. High protein 
intense. But it's an equal volume of, or a greater volume of non-protein wheat. You can't really like, it has protein. No. <laughs> some, some real vain glue stuff. Right. <laughs> real okay, maybe a little builders. bit. Let's workshop the name. I'm not sure if I want fat sacks. <laughs> it could be. Who knows? You'll you'll figure out, listeners, when the episode it, comes out. You'll and see when it. When you get to this part, you'll laugh. Yeah. <laughs> whatever we landed on, you'll laugh at the name of whatever it is. Hopefully. But, oh, I don't know. I love food. I truly live to eat. Like, I mean, I eat to live, but I also enjoy eating. I know a lot of people that do just eat to live. I I do live to eat all the time. I appreciate food so much, and I have no good reason to. I'd like to add on. I eat to live, not in a like. I eat because I have to, not because I enjoy food. More of a like, my my life just kind of involves eating seventy. Like if I don't have a snack on me, it's because it's in the bag that I'm sitting next to. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. It's it's not that great of a. You know what? Cheers! I will drink to that. That is, yeah, no, I love that. I think that's great. You know, that's true. You you, I always do see you with snacks on you. And and I'll admit, it's not a great trick for weight loss. It usually doesn't help me much, unless I'm fucking working out for eight hours. I'm not gonna lose much weight that day. But if you're walking around and you got snacks on you. It's also a killer way to meet people because if you are chugging along and then you just pause and turn and in your backpack you like reach into a pouch and pull out like uh, M and M's, oh yeah, people will be like, "Hey, M and M's," and now you've got a conversation going. Then you got a friend. You've got a friend and M and M's. Yeah, isn't that well, you winning? You have less M and M's because you probably have to give that friend some. But there the is, is nothing more intimate than carrying a snack that can easily be shared with somebody. And like, no, like a Twix. There's no, two of no, them no, in a pack. No, 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 hear me out. Hear me out. The most kind and like non-sexually intimate moments I've shared with people have been like individual bite-sized candies that we're sharing, and like. You offer the bag, and someone gently reaches in and grabs just a couple of candies, and then smiles at you as they pop them in their mouth. Yeah, that's, it's such a sweet, tender it's moment. It's so wholesome. It's great. You, you you offer someone a couple of Sour Patch Kids, and bet that they don't smile at you in this cute, sweet little. Oh, hey, what, smile. what were you thinking about naming the episode? Huh? What were you thinking about naming the episode? Fat snacks. Well, now it's gonna be fat sacks and tender snacks. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> there was one time in high school, it wasn't. There were weird times in high school where I just like would go like a week without being really hungry. I would eat during that week, but I would just. It would be very much like I had to remind myself to eat. But my the, mom. The maintenance eating, not the fun eating. Exactly. See, I was always fairly consistent about eating, but for especially my ju- like the last three, my like sophomore through senior year of high school. I didn't eat breakfast very much. Mm-hmm. Oh, same here. I, I, I well, it's because I was in RMTC and I was on drill team. So I would be up at like 4.30 in the morning and I'm at school at 6 o'clock. Because it took me so long to get ready because I was so tired and so slow. So I didn't really eat breakfast. I would sometimes go to the cafeteria in the morning and get breakfast, but it wasn't that great anyways. Yeah. So I'd just wait till lunch. And even now, I don't really eat breakfast very much, unless it's like weekends or slow days. I don't eat breakfast. 
because I'm either at the gym or not hungry or just going to class. Yeah, I don't really eat in the morning either. I usually eat my first meal around two, and I eat at two, four, and six. And that's what I should be doing anyway, but yeah, that's a struggle. I mean, it's. I, I still like to think that I make up for it, though, because when I do eat lunch and dinner, or even like a snack in between those two, I feel like it makes up for not eating breakfast. Mm. But I do enjoy good breakfast on weekends and stuff like that, where I can actually take my time to make it. Mine used to be, like, I would eat a full meal for breakfast, and I would eat a full meal, full meal for dinner, because breakfast... I like it was the only one that I made for myself properly, and dinner was the one that I got because my mom made. Yeah. But lunch, I just didn't really pack proper lunches, and so half the time I'd have like a Cliff Bar and a Gatorade or a soda, and that was like my entire lunch. And it was just enough to like function for the rest of the day. But I'd get home and I'd immediately like have a snack because I just wasn't well. Firing. I feel like. Traditionally and historically, lunch is, in most areas, been the smallest meal of the day anyways. Be- think that, dip- well, not- I mean, for especially working labor. But that's the thing. Most hard laborers did big lunch and mild dinners and mild breakfasts. See, breakfast. I was reading about farmers mainly where it was a big breakfast, so you had enough energy to be out in the field. Lunch was super small, like bread and like cheese and like, maybe like a some small fruit, and then dinner was bigger again. So that you're That's like we're only specific farm cultures. Cause yeah, like, like a lot of the more major farm cultures do big lunch in the middle of the day because it's the hottest part of the day. True, so it's not workable. So like, if you look at uh, say the the modern American farmhand, most of the time. Their big meal is lunch because it's the only one that they're for sure awake for and that they have a proper time for because, like, most farmhands are working in 100-odd degree heat in the middle of summer, and it's illegal to work at certain temperatures for certain lengths of time. Yeah. So you can't work under a certain stretch of the sun in the middle of the day. Oh, I mean, I can get behind that, too, though. Peter and I did landscaping, and we didn't eat breakfast at it at all. Maybe I'd have, like, a granola bar and then, like, pre-workout to energize myself a little bit or coffee or something. And thankfully, the people that we worked for, who I won't name drop just in case for their own privacy, but they're amazing people, would make us... Docs are friends. Yeah, we'll, we'll, they would make us free lunch. Like, complimentary for doing landscaping for them. And they paid really well, and they were very kind to us. And it's so... It, it's, it was so, like, hospitable. It was great. I love I, that. I love those. Love that for you. They're so great. And they, they made us good food, too. They made us salmon burgers. Oh, my God. One time delicious. for lunch. And they, they also gave us beer, which is awesome. Yeah, and they were like, yeah, you, you want a beer? I'm like, yes, yeah, I, I will. I love a beer with lunch, and they tip us in cider. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I'm just going to be splitting and, wood and, and moving we dirt. We are all over the age of 21. Oh, yeah, and have been for a while. <laughs> yes. I feel like that's an important detail. I don't want to incriminate some oh. of the nicest people I've met. Yeah. Ugh. Um no. You guys were accepting alcohol from your supervisors as minors. Yep. <laughs> That's what we're gonna get behind and say right. Fuck <laughs> off. But I think honestly that there is nothing better though than getting free lunch from your work, if it's good lunch at least. I also appreciate free food. 
but especially like good lunch, like making me a fresh sandwich without me even asking. What's the best kind of food? Free food. Surprise food. Yeah, surprise food too. Because like surprise food is both free. Not gonna lie. And I'm like, oh my god. Food. Not gonna lie, I kind of like forgot about lunch the first time we worked there, and I was working, and I was like, God, I'm gonna be hungry. And then they came out, and they're like, Hey, you guys want lunch? And I'm like, Oh, you guys made us lunch. I've never had work make me lunch before, except for one time when I worked at, uh, as a dishwasher. The chef would sometimes make me lunch. Oh, that was nice. Of yeah, it was very nice. It was a, it was a nice. And I also got tips. Surprisingly, as a dishwasher, nice. they split the tips at the end of the night. It wasn't like a lot. I would get between like six to like. 15 bucks, I think, was, like, the most I got. Because yeah, it was a, a busy day. Like that, that's half an hour's work. Yeah. It was a busy day. Uh, what, minimum wages. Yeah. yeah. And that was back in 2016, or 17? That was oh, back in 2017, so... $18? No, $12? I think I was getting paid about 12 bucks an hour or something like that. Well, 50 is what a lot of jobs would offer. Yeah. Just the above minimum wage. Well, yeah. Not minimum wage is near 20. Is it? it? It's... It's... For, well... It, here it's fourteen. It's, it's closer to sixteen. <laughs> if it is, then I'm being underpaid because I'm getting paid fifteen fifty right now. It's are you getting paid fifteen fifty after taxes? No. Then you may be getting underpaid. I did not think that this county had a minimum wage of sixteen dollars because. I'm not getting paid that much, and I've never been notified of that. The other part is that this part of the region may be a little lower because it's not the ultra, ultra progressive area, but like Seattle has oh. near 20. I know Seattle's different because like Seattle's broken. <laughs> but like on the other side of the mountains, it's still over 15. Oh. No, it's still 1449 in Seattle. Really? Mm-hmm. I think. I don't know, a really well-paying job. <laughs> but I'll explain later why I, I'm extra confused about this. <sighs> well, did we talk about dinner? We are rounding an hour. Do we want to do a dessert really quick Ooh. as our finisher? Ooh. Favorite dessert of best, like our favorite dessert of best dessert we can make? Favorite Two dessert. very different answers. Well, favorite dessert to make, I think. Because oh, we need favorite food to make. Okay, favorite dessert to make. Okay, one, I love baking, so it's it's always a baked good for me. But now I need to figure out what baked good I like making the most. That's See, sweet. Mine technically won an award because I fucked it up. <laughs> I'd like to explain this before you jump on me. Okay. Please. I made zucchini bread that I sent to fair that they tried. However, when I was making said zucchini bread, Instead of putting in the two, I think it was supposed to be two, no, it was supposed to be, I don't remember the exact measurement. It was two servings of whatever size of vanilla. Uh-huh. I dumped in four or five. <laughs> we don't know exactly how much because it spilled over the spoon. And Oh, oh, God. Yeah. Nice. The assumption is somewhere around four or five of whatever the serving size was supposed to be. Instead Probably of two spoons. Wow, and I've got that won you the award? Um, I had the award-winning zucchini bread at that year's fair. That's funny as hell. The, the easy assumption is that it was very vanilla. <laughs> very, very vanilla-ish. It was so strongly of vanilla that it just tasted like candy. Wow. Like, we tried it later. It was 
very, very vanilla. I think my favorite thing to oh, oof, baking. I think it, it is pies. I I do enjoy making pies. Um I don't know. I like making sweetbreads and pastries too, though, is the thing, but I think pies are definitely a win for me. Um, oh, God. I've gotten so many pie recipes too, especially from my grandma, who bakes Dude, like crazy. My mom makes the best raspberry pie, hands down. We grow our own raspberries. Divine. Oh my God, a homemade strawberry jam? Fuck out of here. My grandma hard. makes fresh jams, and oh, it's so, so great. Um, ooh. Find an old person that makes jams and befriend them. Honestly, I think my favorite might be wild berry pie. So it's a mixed berry pie, and it's usually with local wild berries. Huckleberry, salmon berry. It's, so for what we've done is blueberry, blackberry, huckleberry, raspberry, strawberry, and a little bit of rhubarb. Ooh. And it is so good. It's a bit bitter, especially because of the blackberries, but it's good. It's very it's good. It's probably my favorite pie. Um, I gotta say, my the only dessert that I can really... Like, I, I'm just not good at baking. My favorite dessert is a cheesecake. I think that's the greatest thing ever, but I'm just dog shit at baking. I can make good brownies, though. So, you uh, make very good brownies. My especially only when I first moved in, you made good brownies. will be my option, and I appreciate that. Thank <laughs> yeah. you, Yeah. Yeah, can't you can't scoff at good brownies? Come on now. I learned them from a hippie chick. I mean, that's the best place to learn brownies. It is. Can't confirm. Cameron desserts. Um, I had mine the zucchini bread. Oh right. So um, I think that my second place would probably be a like juiced up version of a pie, because like pie crusts, if done properly, are enjoyable. But most of the time, you just have to cop out on pie crust unless you want to sit and make pie crust and then freeze it and do it properly. Making pie crust can be a bit of a pain. But so, the other thing is, like, why I like baking is because it's really not that hard. You literally have to just follow the instructions, do exactly what the book says for that amount of time, and you're fine. Like, if it says leave the cookies in the oven for eight minutes and then take them out, Leave them in for eight minutes and take them out. They may seem soft at first, but they're going to harden as they cool. And I learned that the hard way. Because I was like, I took them out. I'm like, oh, these are still kind of soft. I left them in for an extra couple, like two minutes. And my snickerdoodles, you can only eat them with, like, dipping them with milk. Yeah. Uh, I I made cookies that you've had. You had a couple. They were the pre-made cookie yeah, cookies. Yeah, I thought they were good. I was worried that I had overcooked them. Because... I put them in for the exact amount of time that it said, and my oven was very hot for how it usually is. It was like extra toasty this time. And so I was worried that I had burnt them and that they would dry out as they sat and cooled, and I'd have rocks. And I got very lucky because they stayed soft and moist because I trusted what the recipe said. Yeah. Don't do under, don't do over. Under, you'll put it in for too long later, and you'll be fucked up. I'm just dog shit at baking anything i I make a cookie dough i can make good cookie dough but i think i'm not good at making cookies because they never quite make it to the cookie stage it usually goes all right i'm gonna make cookies and then i'll make cookie dough and then i'll realize i have something far better than cookies see that's cookie dough. i am a firm believer that if you want to start practicing baking bake bread it is the easiest thing in the 
hardest thing to mess up while baking? I'd like to add a corollary to this. Okay. Make bread with yeast. Yeah. No, absolutely. Because Mm. I make zucchini bread without yeast. But it's because I've practiced baking before that. Because I baked with my family before that. One of... But yeast, the very first time that you make bread, you should make bread with yeast because it'll help you figure out, do you want to cook bread? Yeah. Because yeast, if you fuck it up, you end up with bad bread. Oh, yeah. And one of my... it's an easy fix. One of my staple... Yeah, or Aish or um, just anything like that. But... One of my staple breads is bread that my grandma taught me, and it's she calls it just like rustic bread. It's four ingredients: it is flour, salt, water, and yeast. That's it. It takes like twenty minutes to prepare, or twenty minutes to actually prepare, but you have to let it sit for a couple. Why do you have to let it sit for a couple hours? That's our OG ancestor bread, right there. Yeah, baby. that is that is super simple bread. It is great with soups That's and stews. That's the kind of shit that the Egyptians were making. Yeah, I know. It's good stuff. It's hearty and it's filling, and that's that. That's all it needs to be. It's good bread. But I, the reason I mention that isn't like a, a slight at the Egyptians. It's a reference to the fact that a lot of people think there's a lot of mysticism to cooking in the olden days, because like everything was special and, 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 and. yeah, like the British boiled shit for like twelve thousand years. Yep, and the, as the Egyptians were making bread. The same way we make very, very simple bread and the whole time. As, That's a, where we get it from. as an Egyptian, can confirm, I've been into a bakery in Egypt. It's literally my piece of, my rustic bread I made looked like a less fancy version of what I saw in that bakery in yeah. some areas. There's some other stuff that's, like, really fancy. Oh, yeah. I saw a carved bread crocodile in that bakery oh, yeah. right in the window. That's what made me go inside. Everywhere has fancy bread. Oh, yeah. Like, no slight against anyone. Anyone can make a fancy bread. And I appreciate fancy bread. Fancy bread is awesome a lot of the time. Honestly, but a good fancy, like, rosemary Italian bread or something. Oh, yeah. But we do need to remember, there's a lot of stigma against ancient food of being, like, specially made. They, the same way we mysticize Damascus steel. Like, sure, it's cool, it's fancy, it looks awesome, but it's the same stuff that we make. Yeah. Like... It's the difference. They didn't have like we use technology today to recreate it that they didn't have access to. Isn't that like the whole mystery behind Damascus steel? So there's a couple of pieces that like don't make sense to Damascus. Like Mm -hmm. they have carbon nanotubes in them. Yeah. In proper ancient Damascus, which we can't synthesize into modern Damascus ourselves. Like it's one of those weird things that we just can't do now, even though they could do it then. Huh. And like you can duplicate fire. the processes. Yeah, like Greek fire. No one knows how to actually make it. But we don't know exactly what they did to land on this method that gives them carbon nanotubes in their swords. Interesting. But I... like the the concept of Damascus is a fairly simple one. Because like leaning on our our information that also comes from Forge and Fire. Shout out Forge and Fire. Really fun to watch. We like keel. But not the same guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Damascus comes from uh, forge welding layers of steel together and then beating and flattening and folding and folding and folding yep. so that it gets those ripple patterns. In. What's uh, interesting about Viking swords is they believed that burning the bones of an animal in the forge would infuse their weapon 
with the power of that animal. And it actually made a form of steel when they did that. Yeah, because so of the it bombs. did make a superior weapon. It did. It actually did something. Not in the way that they were thinking, but it did do something. Yeah. I actually know about that, too. I love that. I think... I hope that that's, like... That's something that, that is, like, we've actually, like, like identified as, like, being true, right? Yeah, or is that, yeah. like, a myth? That is true? Yep, yeah, Okay. Because I heard about that, too, and I thought that was really awesome. It's that, that, like, carbon. It's, it's steel. Yeah. I do want to mention, there's a, a map that someone did at one point of, like, how you could make a sword using uh, iron from blood and how many people it takes. They didn't take, like, 30,000 people. <laughs> I'd like to clarify, there's a there's an explanation to part of it that makes it more reasonable because there's someone who obviously didn't actually do it, yeah. but theoretically could have done it with how many people they killed, and it was, like, 30 people. It's because the calculation the first person used used an ultra, like, anemic person for the standard person and required, like, 15 pounds of iron. The standard sword is less than 5 pounds worth of iron. Yeah. Like, most most standard, like, single-handed blades are going to be anywhere from, like, 1.5 to 4 pounds. Yeah, Whereas this calculation that someone did was, like, 15-pound sword. That's heavier than most spy-handers. Like, That's heavy as hell. That's that's a mace. You're not making a sword. You're making a club with extra steps. <laughs> You're making a gut sword at that point. It's just a shitty halberd. Yeah. Or a shitty spear. But yeah, I sorry. I just I was. I like how we. I, I like how we can relate ancient bread making to making swords. Yeah, how the fuck do... Oh, right, yeah, okay. Yeah, well, we went from remember. Egyptians... Mystic cooking to, to Viking swords. To Viking... Weird ways of making Damascus was the correlation. And then Viking swords, and then... But I, I know that they do Drain say, the blood of your enemies. Yeah, but I do know that they say, like, ancient cooking was, like, so mystical, but honestly, it was just, like, a bunch of people getting ingredients and throwing them together, and then poof, something happened to work, and a lot of stuff didn't work. And, like... Dude, okay, one of the coolest fucking thing about, like, the only time I can use my major, can't remember brought it up, I study classics, so wrote, uh, Latin and Greek, um, I can read a very old cookbook called De Re Coconaria, and it's, it fucks. Max Miller, uh, Tasting History, shout out to that guy. That is a very good YouTube channel. Go check out Max Miller, Tasting History on YouTube, because, actually, that is where I've got my meat recipe from. Good. He's got a lot of good stuff on there. Um, Joshua Weissman is my go-to when I'm trying to find a recipe. I want to make the daddy. I want to make the Egyptian 27 ingredient hummus he made. I think it's 26 or 20. It's something in the 20s. I'm down. I'm gonna split split it down the middle. (laughs) Man, this whole episode really has just been dedicated to like primarily food. I'm here for it. I mean, yeah, I'm 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 all here for it. Like I'm here for the snacks, baby. Yeah, I consume. I consume. I consume regularly. Believe it or not, I consume. So, zucchini bread for Cameron, yeah. brownies for Peter, and I guess mixed berry pie for me. Dang. I, I appreciate that we all are very, like, or, like, sem- like I don't know, I'd say more than semi. We are all capable people, capable cooks. Yeah, I'd say so, but I mean, I, I think I'm a great cook, but I eat. My food every day. So. <laughs> I mean, I eat my food every day. <laughs> I'd like to bring back my quote from viewers, you listeners, you may hear at some point the original pilot we had for the podcast. We should do a we should do a, as a whole at any point. Yeah. Probably. But 
my my favorite quote that I've made from that, I remember it very clearly, was together, the five of us managed to make one complete person. Yep. Yep. One, one whole dude. One, I was gonna say one whole knucklehead, but yeah. One whole knucklehead. Five knuckleheads makes one functioning person. One real guy. One actual person. One mentally stable person. One <laughs> definable dude. Yeah. One present person. One present person. One. We should do a special. Uh, maybe I don't know. I'd say I think we can put it up. We get like hundred listeners. Hundred listeners. That's right, guys. Yeah. Give us a hundred listeners. If you get it, get if, it together. If you guys are able to get us a get a hundred listeners for this podcast, we will post the pilot episode that we recorded before I, I'd anything like to, else. I'd like to clarify: hundred listeners, or if we put together a Patreon or something, if we get five patrons, they will get to listen to the unaired pilot. Yeah, I mean, patrons who donate five dollars a piece, we will. Give you the uh, the unaired pilot. Yeah. Plus money, so we can make you laugh. Plus, you know, more support means more funding for us. And once we start getting like ads and sponsorships, and that means that we can get more microphones and equipment, and can actually give you guys better content. Because I'd like to clarify, you guys don't have to give us money. Yeah, you do yeah. not have to give us money. Do not and feel the need to support us for any more than your presence I, listening. I will not sit here and beg for your money. I will. <laughs> Peter might, but Peter's a whore. Yes. <laughs> we, we will give you goals should you want to support us monetarily. Like like this one. Five people giving $5. We will post on our production the original unaired pilot. Yeah. Or I, I honestly think it's even fair that if five people did donate to the Thing in general, I, I mean, or maybe 10 people donated to the Patreon in general, I would just post it on the public podcast. Like, I think that's a good goal. Well, it's, no, it's it's for them to listen and know that, like, you know, if they're willing, if they're able to help support us, I'm not going to beg for their money. That, We're not going to awesome. demand monetary support, but it's, it's going to help us help you because yeah. we'll be able to pay for more stuff to set this up. We'll be able to get unique mics for each person. We'll be able to do all the fun stuff. Maybe we'll be able to figure out how to properly, like, but like audio record, like, it. long distance. And the only incentive we're giving them is the really shitty unaired pilot. <laughs> Shit, you're right. I so, mean, it's pretty funny. It's, but it's, it's fun to listen to. I'm, I'm not going to dispute that. But it's really chaotic. And it's, oh, it is. But it's because it was us testing the waters, testing the ground, seeing, like, how we would make this function. Which, before we do go, because we're getting to about that time, it's getting late. I do want to do a quote or two before we go, because I like doing the quote board. Sure. Um, we want to just pick one from the quote board up there right now. Peter, you want to give us a couple that might be good? Maybe like... Let's see. I think there's one that has a corollary that I thought was kind of fun. Jimmy said, I'll start paying for your stuff when you start putting out. God, I love that. Remember, guys. And then I later said, <laughs> bitches love hippos. <laughs> Man. Hippos be the most, like, fuck-inducing animals. They're such good... They are one of, like, the animals that I am just so terrified of, because, one, you can't outrun them. Oh, yeah. Well, you can't be honest. Outrun almost a hippo. Any, almost any wild animal, you're not going to be able to outrun them. Yeah. I think... 
but, humans need to understand that. Oh, yeah. We're not the fastest on the food chain. That's oh, not why we survive. Not even close. Unless you're Usain Bolt, and even then, a lot of animals have he got stuff on Usain Bolt. Up with almost any predator. I know. <laughs> like, there's two predators that he can keep up with. They're like ant predators. Yeah. Like anteaters. Like maybe a badger. Hey, anteaters will run your fade. Are you kidding oh, yeah. me? Anteaters will run your fade, but they're not fast dudes. They, they are. They, they're pretty shit. fast. Like, they're faster than you think. They can't remember what their land speed is, but I remember being like, oh, fuck. But but the big fear factor you have with anteaters is that they'll just fold your ass. Like, they'll break your ankles, literally. Well, yeah, because can't their claws, like, cut into concrete? Yeah. They, they can termite mounds are a primitive form of concrete. Yeah. They punch holes in that. Yeah, that's pretty scary. Well, it's getting late, listeners. Sorry, if you want to tune in for more of these Lando Tangent fact trails... Hop on for another round of... Top speed of the giant anteater is 31 miles per hour. We're all fucked. That's terrifying. Good night. (laughs) I will plug the email really quick. It's late, though. I think that most of us are tired. We've either been driving for most of the day or working or schooling. But thank you for listening, everybody. We greatly appreciate all your love and support. Any view we get is always greatly appreciated. I am constantly checking to see who's been listening and how many listeners we have. So everyone who's listened and is listening right now, thank you. Like if you, you said, you don't have to monetarily support us. We're just offering a really shitty incentive. So yeah. don't feel like you have to. Yeah, it's no not a pressure. for you guys to get this. It's more of a win for us, for you guys to give us the money. And it's also so, a win for us to be able to provide more high-quality entertainment for you. And low-quality. I mean, let's be honest. We're high, I want to be high-low-quality entertainment. If, that makes sense. If we get the support, we'll get more equipment, and it'll make it higher, lower quality. You'll but be able to hear all of our weird ramblings in 4K sound, if that makes sense. And think of it this way. You'll get special time if each of us have mics, because I'm pretty sure at least I will have a special moment with the private listeners speaking directly into my microphone. And you'll get to hear all of our fun, weird takes on this. <laughs> but... Thank you for listening, everybody. If you would like to send us in any questions, topics, or any other subjects that you would like us to talk about on the podcast, you can reach us at knuckleheadspodcasts at gmail.com. That's N-U-C-K-L-E-H-E-A-D-S-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. It will also be in the uh, description of this podcast, as it will be with all the other podcasts that were put out before this. Thank you so much for listening, everybody, and we will catch you next time.